Hi, my name is Tina, and I talk a lot. A lot. So I figured I may as well put these vocal cords to good use. You know what? This isn't my first podcast, but it just might be my last. See, my passions are probably not unlike yours. They're plentiful and kind of all over the place. I can hardly be defined by one area of expertise when it comes to my business. And I love things like wiener dogs, a good game night, and books. All the books. So honestly, it just made sense to brand me. This brings us to the show. Tina talks a lot. I think you may just get a kick out of it. I can hardly believe that we were at episode 99. One of my really good friends sent me a message on episode 90 and was like, yay, you hit 90. What she didn't know is that I had started my podcast earlier and I was already at episode like 30 or 31 when I started my 90 day challenge. So we're going to go well into the hundreds as we get to 90 podcasts in 90 days. I still can't believe we're at 99. Now today on this episode of the podcast, we're going to go into what I wish I knew in 2002. Now, every part of me wanted to say 99 because that is the year I graduated, but I'm not sure I would have listened. And it also just didn't have quite the same ring to it. (laughs) Now, before I dive into me and all the things I wish I knew 20 years ago, I want you to do the same. Ask yourself, could you create the same as that content for your listeners and your followers? You guys, people love the behind the scenes. I mean, just even think about like backstage passes at concerts, right? You're there for the concert, but the behind the scenes action, like being at the concert um, is like secondary to write that backstage pass. So consider that when you're thinking about creating content for your um, followers, for your listeners. The chance is that if they're following you, they're actually probably really interested in everything you have going on in your world. So soak up my list right now, and then I'm going to challenge you to create your own. So 20 year old me, you know, I'm not sure I would go back and change a whole lot, but if I had to, and if my 20 year old self was like sitting right in front of me, I would just, I would tell her a few things. And the first thing that I would tell her is that God's got you and don't try and figure it all out on your own or stress about the path you're on because he does have a plan and we have a purpose and we are supposed to live out his plan. Now you might be thinking, ah, Dean, I don't know if I know his plan. My gut tells me that like along the way, I probably could have checked it a little bit more and maybe not led with other areas of my life (laughs) and just totally leaned on him. As I've walked through trials and just the awesomeness in my life, uh, there were times when you know, if I would have just leaned on him just a little bit more, I wouldn't have lived in such like nervousness or anxiety or stress or thought the world was completely falling apart. And I could have just leaned on his promises. Number two, live in the life you created. All along the journey, I feel like I was always seeking out the next phase in life and not living in the current one that I had right in front of me. It wasn't until my marriage hit rock bottom that I realized this. And I realized I took a lot of the different stages for granted. And I'm sure many of you have seen the reel 
that goes around on Instagram that, that talks about like, these are the good old days. I wish someone would have told me that. And I look back at pictures or parts of my life and think about them. I think, wow, I, I really wish I would have soaked up the moment then rather than waiting for the next one to come. So live in the life you created, Tina. Next up, number three, alcohol is not your friend, (laughs) not even a little bit. And you are not the best version of you when you consume this toxicity. It took me another nearly 15 years to learn this. Thank goodness I did because my life has completely turned around, but alcohol is not your friend. You're not the best version of you with it. I can promise you that. It's not just me. This is everybody. And if you guys haven't listened to the episode on how I uh, changed up my relationship with alcohol, I highly recommend you scroll down and find that episode. Number four, don't buy a house. Now, before all of you realtors like want to just reach through the phone and strangle me, hang with me here for a second. Now, this seemed like an obvious first step when we got married is you, you get married and you buy a house. There was actually some pressure with it. It was almost like when you get married and people ask you, you know, when are you going to have your kid? And you're like, dude, I just got married, right? It was similar pressure in that same way that don't waste money renting right? Go buy a house. You guys, we weren't ready to buy a house. Like we, we were barely ready to get married. Really. We should have rented. We should have stayed in my little apartment for like $600 a month and lived that out until we actually had a down payment and the market was a little bit better. And we knew what we wanted. Instead, we bought at a very high time in the market, right in the recession. We bought a townhouse that needed a ton of sweat equity and also just finances. And it ended up being too small for us really quickly. Now I could go back and say, you know, we, there were still things that came out of that, that were super great. We ended up hanging out of that house a little bit longer. We're able to sell it for more than we paid for it, you know, several years later. Um, but we had to hang on to it for a long time. And there was a lot of stress that wrapped around, um, that townhouse. And so I would tell myself, my 20 year old self, like wait to buy a house, uh, wait until you are actually ready. And not when the world tells you this is when you're supposed to do it. Number five, get a marriage counselor before you need one. (laughs) Many of you know that, um, and I've shared this many times that my husband and I really hit rock bottom. And I can say that with a smile on my face now, because our life is better now than it ever has been. Our relationship is better now than it ever has been. But I wish I would have known this at 20, that having a marriage counselor is always a good idea. Heck, Get a counselor in general before you need one, because when crisis hits, it's more difficult for the counselor and it's more difficult for you. And sometimes they can help you even avoid (laughs) the trauma uh, before it happens. So number five, get a marriage counselor before you need one. Number six, debt sucks. Don't start accruing it. (laughs) That starts with student loans. My very first debt that I had attached to my name was student loan debt. I didn't know what I didn't know. My parents didn't know what they didn't know. 
I was the first one in my family to head off to college. And what I knew is that you got student loans and most of the people I knew lived off of them. Uh, they bought playstations, uh, on, you know, student loan day. Um, when we received our student loan check, uh, people went out and partied. The bars had discounts and deals on those days because they knew that when we got our checks, we were heading to the bar, which is the most ridiculous thing. Now that I look back on it, it was fun then, <laughs> but here at 40 years old, we're still making our like little minimum payments on our student loan debt. Now it's been advised that that's what we do because has really, really low interest, but still it's disgusting. And I wish I would have known how bad debt sucks. The different times that we have seen debt in our life have been the most stressful because they stretched our budget a ton. Not only were we having to pay for our everyday life, but we were having to pay for the life we lived five, six, seven, 10, 20 years ago. Ridiculous. That sucks. Don't accrue it. Seven, your kids need you. Now, this one comes with just like heaps of guilt all over it. And I feel like I've worked through this quite a bit, but I wish I would have known this even before I had kids. And, you know, it seems obvious your kids need you, right? But I had in my mind exactly how things were supposed to be and how they were going to be for our family. And I didn't think any other way around it. I knew I was going to work. I knew my husband was going to work and my kids were going to have a nanny or daycare. And I didn't see another way. I didn't see another path. And honestly, I wish my, my eyes would have been open to the opportunity sooner that I could work from home, still fulfill every uh, desire I had within business and also be with my kiddos, right? Be at home, connect with my kiddos, be with them more often and not work all the time. Now, number eight, friendships are worth fixing. I let a lot of friendships go because they got really tough. And now this may be an age thing, but I wish I held on a bit tighter and worked through the difficult stuff. Hard conversations are necessary. And I thank my friends that I currently have that have helped me walk through this and also have challenged me. I'm not always an easy person to uh, bring up stuff to or confront and I know this about myself and for the friends that have stuck by and have addressed things with me and vice versa, they've been open to hearing my feedback. We have really incredibly strong bonds, uh, ones that I know can really walk through just about anything. So friendships are worth fixing. Are all friendships worth fixing? No, but most are. <laughs> and I wish that I would have went back and, and fixed them. In those moments, um, could I still fix some of them? Of course, but in the moment, so much easier. So the friendship can continue and stay so much stronger. Number nine, know your worth. Can we take a big old sigh on this? Man, I wish I would have known this so many times as I, you know, <laughs> dated weirdos and just made different decisions in my life that I just wouldn't have made from different places that I worked or how I let people treat me. And honestly, this know your worth goes into relationships, into business in all of it. And I don't know exactly what I would have told my 20 year old self right now. Like what I would go back and say, like, know your worth. Like, well, is there something tangible around that? 
I think it's more about personal development at like a younger age was just not something that I dove into or really knew a whole lot about. Um, and I also wasn't opening up my Bible on a regular basis. So that also would have helped. Number 10, I know we got a little bit serious right there for a little bit, but number 10 is slightly funny. I think it's funny at least. Buy warm clothing. <laughs> Midwest winters will be more enjoyable. And heck, maybe you could even pick up like a winter sport or two. And I can't tell you how many days of my life I've spent being cold because I wanted to be cute or I just hadn't invested in warm gear. I think back to jackets and shoes and even holy jeans that I wore in the middle of January when I should have had on extra layers, nice warm like parka and maybe even some snow pants. So buy some warm clothing, Tina, 20 year old Tina. So I hope you enjoyed this list of the 10, I guess this is a top 10 list really of the things I wish I knew in 2002. I'd be interested to hear what you would add to or what you would put on your list, or if maybe we have one of the same ones. So head on over to Instagram at Tina Pettis. I absolutely love to communicate over there. It's my favorite spot to have communication back and forth. You can also drop me an email at hi at tinapettis.com. I'd love to chat with you over there as well. I hope you guys have a great day and we'll see you back here for episode 100 of the podcast. Thanks for tuning in.